Hello, and welcome to Belonging Before Believing, a podcast where we answer your questions about the church from the inside. Please forgive me. I'm Brian Gumpy. Across from me is Patrick Mathers. Forgive me if I slur my words, for my face has melted off. Why, Patrick? Because we just got done listening to the Wendy's mixtape, and it is fire. It is lit. Whoa! Good job, buddy. Good job. I listened to, what is it, Grease Me Up or something like that? Is that one of them? I'm glad you asked. Let's go and, down. And four, four times fries or four times burgers or guys, something like that? Guys, it's 2018. Donald Trump is the president, and Wendy's is dropping mixtapes. And it's good. It's awesome. Okay, so the track listing. Track one, Twitter fingers. Which makes sense because I feel like this whole Wendy's thing has started on Twitter with them beefing, pardon the expression. That's the name of the album, by the way. The EP is We Beefin'? We Beefin'. Question mark. So the first track is Twitter fingers. Then you have Holding It Down. Rest. Okay, we didn't hear that one, I don't think. Rest in Grease. Grease me up. Rest rest in Grease. Track four is Clownin'. (laughs) Get it? Because of McDonald's. They're making fun of McDonald's, yeah. And the last one is Four for Four. Four for Four, that's the one we Which I believe is a a special. Yeah, that's the number one jam right there. Where you can get four items for $4. That was my favorite one. So I just saw something. A pet peeve of mine. Where oh, we already did this episode. I well, you know you what? Can't I, go there. I got another one. You can't. Where we got you gotta hold it. People put the Chamber dollar it. sign. Nope. Put it back in. No, I it's nope. relevant to the topic Don't at hand. Do it. On this four for four dollars, they put the dollar sign after the number. The dollar sign goes before uh, the number. Do you think that's a typo or is that a, a hip thing? Is that one of the cool things the kids are doing these days? If it's a hip thing, it's very subtle. And ki- you're right, and kids aren't known for subtlety. So, so I said this before. If McDonald's would, would respond with a, retali- a retaliatory, yes, a retaliation in the form of another mixtape. So we have a full-blown rap battle on our hands. I will swear on a stack of Whole30 cookbooks to start eating fast food again. I'm would so you, excited wait, 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 about wait, wait, this. Wait, 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 pause. Would you make that same statement if Burger King dropped one talking smack on McDonald's too, or Jack in the Box came back and talked smack on Wendy's? Does it have to be McDonald's and Wendy's, or what if they all start doing it and it's all good stuff? So Wendy's is throwing shade at McDonald's. Got that. So I can't imagine. Carl's Jr. throws shade at a lot of people. So I can't imagine that a different fast food chain is going to come into the mix. But we'll see. Wouldn't you, wait, wouldn't you though? If you were Jack in the Box, and they have some pretty funny commercials, wouldn't it behoove you to jump in there too and do something? And, And maybe not right back at Wendy's, but go, yeah, Taco Bell, why here's, come you suck? Here's the thing. McDonald's is a sinking ship. It is. They're in trouble. It is. So I, if anything, you Wendy's know why has... was that Founders movie? Did you see that movie? No. The Founder? Dude, they were... They the were, Founder? No, it was Super Size Me, I think, is what was no, the beginning of the end the for founder. them. Founder. Oh, I think they were... Wait, The Founder? Is that the one with... Uh, it is. What's his name? 
Who was Batman. it? Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael. Dude, no, Keaton. they were they were tanking before that, but it probably didn't help. I didn't see. It. I couldn't tell you. Anyway, it was terrible. Anyway, it was a terrible movie. No, no, it was a good movie, and at the end of it, I felt greasy. It, I felt greased me up. It was awful. Rest in grease. <laughs> so Wendy's has handed McDonald's an opportunity, a life raft, if you will, dude. What do they have to lose? Drop the mixtape. I'm begging you. I know you've got a bigger budget than Wendy's does. Like, I don't care if you've got to get like, like Gucci Mane or Twenty One Savage or Kanye West or whoever. He's a a people. You you've heard of him? Yeah. Hire some talent. Get somebody to just uh, just drop some some bars. Are them other kids them mumble rappers? Uh, I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah, no. Yeah, That's what they sound like to me. And the production's not even good on those guys. Anyway, I think we have a question. I actually enjoyed what I just did more than I enjoyed any. You sounded like a creaky bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, why can't it be a rocking chair? <laughs> why, why is that a bed? <laughs> That's a rocking chair. <laughs> Well, sure. That's a mumble rapper. All right. He's just sitting in a rocket chair. <laughs> Actually, that's a good gig now I think of it. Dang. I'm making millions and I'm not. That's true. Number one jam. That's true. Number one jam. I got to drop my hot dog poopy S- pants song. Squeaky rocking chair. That's two episodes I mentioned hot dog poopy pants. <laughs> Get ready, guys. It's like that's the number one jam. That's a song you won't get out of your head. It's like Pat's Smelly Cat <laughs> for all of you Friends fans out there. Uh, Pat. What? Why do we even have church? It seems unnecessary. Somebody asked this? Somebody asked this. Why do we even have church? It seems unnecessary. Okay. Hmm... Ooh, I'm going to pull up Let me, that thing that your mom just posted on Facebook. This is perfect. Yeah, go ahead while you're pulling that up. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to muse for a minute here. So when I hear that question, I, I immediately think, okay, why do we have church meaning Sunday worship service? That's what I'm thinking this questioner is asking. I'm not thinking, why do we have organized groups of people getting together worshiping God and pursuing holiness together or studying their Bibles, praying together, those kind of things, right? I'm, I, I'm assuming in my mind, it's about why are we getting together on Sunday? Would you think that's, that's fair? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Read my mom's. I see you have it pulled up. I found it. <laughs> it's, I can't remember. It's from that show, Mama. Is that what it's called? I think that's what the show is called. I can't remember what the show is called. Mama's House. That was what it was. Dude, okay, maybe dude, I have no idea. Your anyway. eyebrows give me doubt. <laughs> if they're good for anything. <laughs> All right. Says, now, Mama, you don't have to go to church to go to heaven. And Mama says, well, you don't have to wear a parachute to jump out of an airplane either, but it certainly helps. <laughs> I didn't even know we were going to do this question tonight. Uh, and I, I saw great. that on your mom's Facebook and it made me laugh. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, I love you, Mom. Um, okay. So, 
it seems unnecessary. So if the questioner were here, that's the thing that I would want to probe and would want to have fleshed out. Oh, I got stuff for you. Okay, well, well then be the Why don't we just questioner to me. Okay, so so w- let's play this. You be the devil's advocate. Ooh, nice. Okay, so what do you mean by it is what's it unhelpful? Unnecessary. Un- unnecessary. Unnecessary. What do you, what do you mean unnecessary? Well, lots of things. Like I can pull up a church. There are there's like places like church.tv and I can see a virtual church where there's a pastor up there, he's preaching. And they'll play music for me, and I can sing in my underwear on my couch on a Sunday morning. Fair enough, but you've just proven my point that it isn't unnecessary because you're still going to something. Okay. So what do you mean by unnecessary? So I could sit at home. I could read my Bible. I've got a guitar. A nice guitar now, dude. You do, dude. It sounds so good. I've got a nice guitar now. Yeah. Um, So, uh, and yeah, I can sing some worship songs, and I don't have to go anywhere. I haven't been able to find a place where... I really, you know, like, you know, the preaching or the music's not quite right. So it's just easier if I just, I I know what I want to hear and I know what I want to learn and what I want to sing. So I just do it at home, me and my family. Okay. So, so two things. First of all, you, you are proving that it's necessary by even going and looking and that you know that there are churches out there that don't offer something that you're thinking that you actually need. Telling you're communicating to me unconsciously that it is actually necessary by saying those things. The second thing I'd want to point out is that you are taking upon yourself something that I would say to you: the burden of proof is on you. Oh, this is my favorite patism. This is the most oh, just maddening thing that could come out of Patrick Mather's mouth. The burden of proof is on you. I've gotten I've gotten (laughs) ten shades of red. (laughs) When you've told me this in the past. Ugh. Okay, but I, anyway, don't, I don't do it lightly, and I don't do it flippantly. <laughs> well, okay, maybe just for you, I do sometimes. But but in this situation, to, the truth is, the burden of proof would be upon you to show... I can't even hear you say it without just cringing. Anyway. <laughs> well, go cringe in a corner. It would be upon you to... <laughs> To show me that what you're doing is legitimate worship, right? I mean, yeah. So, so uh, obviously, I, we don't see people sitting in their underwear on their couches in scripture. It's not in the book of Acts. Well, you even included your family, so you're already including a congregation. Okay. However small you want to. I, I mean, was trying to be multiple hypothetical people. I don't it, remember which one I'm being with. But when, you're so. still including a congregation, so you're still including multiple people along with you. And if you want to say, I can just go worship God on my surfboard in the ocean, I, w- I can go sit on a rock and just sit there and, and naked and worship God with my guitar. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say, well, I, I okay. Wait, if if I'm sitting naked on a rock. No, I. The am, reason I am bring I playing that, rock and roll? Oh, not if the rocks are sitting still. <laughs> uh, but if it's not sitting still, so, do I do a song by the Rolling Stones? Well, no, <laughs> you don't, because you because that band sucks. I agree, actually. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. I don't know how anybody ever liked them. They're one of the most overrated bands of all time. For sure. I 100% agree. For sure. Man, that might be one of the most controversial things we've ever said on here. That's fine. Yeah, I'm good with it. Anyway, I, I promise I will stop interrupting you no, at some point. No, 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 don't interrupt me. This is how we talk. This is normal. <laughs> it's fine. 
So, um, so I would, and the reason I bring the naked dude on the rock up is because I've actually had somebody tell me that before that that's what they actually went and did. And my answer was no different for them. I'd be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I will not only yes and amen that, but I might, him? I might go join him. <laughs> yeah. Show me where God has approved of that in scripture. Show me where God has ordained that as a means that he acceptably receives that worship. And dude, I've got my clothes off hiking with you, man. I'm ready to go. Because it, it, you're going to need a lot of sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to need to go to Costco uh, to buy this, a troft, this sunscreen. A yeah. troft. Like when Finn, he goes and drinks that water there on Jeddah and he goes into that trough where that big beast is. I would need a big thing like that of sunscreen. <laughs> and I, it's so true. <laughs> Please continue. So, so the, the point is, is that, that what we want to, what we're saying, why church? We're saying it's unnecessary, but yet, if you'll notice in all of the examples you got up, you brought up being the hypothetical devil's advocate and every single one of them, except the very last one that I kind of brought up, the implication is there. There's still a corporate element of worship. There's still, you instinctively know that there needs to be a gathering together. It's there. It's within us. We know we need that. And the reason we do is because God did not save us just I don't want to say, I don't want to be misunderstood. I might be, but purely individually. He, he saved us as a people. What I don't mean is that he just, you know, just selected a nation to save, you know, like America or the Irish or the Welsh or something like that, right? Um, the Moroccans. Israel. No, for sure not that. Not all of Israel who are of Israel. And we'll, we can do Romans. Can you say that again that. and enunciate? <laughs> you were the one slurring on that one. Not all Israel is of Israel. Romans chapter 9. So there's a corporate context to our redemption. We are redeemed as a people of God. If I look all over the scripture what I'm going to find is that the scripture lays out in God's dealing with man, God's dealing with people is his own covenant. And when he does this and he deals with us in his own covenant, he says things like this that I'm about to read here in chapter 8 of the book of Hebrews. He says, For the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. What I want you to hear there is not the house of Israel, but the people of God. Because listen to what he says. I will put my laws into their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they corporately shall be my people. Okay? God says this here. He says it all over the Old Testament. And in Revelation chapter 21 when we see the new heavens and new earth, John the apostle says, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. 
He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither there shall be mourning nor crying nor pain for the former things that passed away. In both of these passages and many more we could go to, there's a corporate element. God saves them, his people. We are his people, and we gather together to worship our God. The reason why church matters is because it's God gathering his people together and corporately receiving worship from the people he saved. The reason why a questioner would say church seems so unnecessary probably has to do with something along the lines of the, you know, fake situation you brought up. Well, I'm not getting anything out of, right? It's very you-centered. It's very individualistic. Consumeristic. Very consumerism rather than being God-centric. God is God. He owes us absolutely nothing. And yet he has seen fit in his grace and in his mercy and his love to call us out from the world, to save us from our sins, to give us his righteousness through his son, Jesus Christ, and then to receive worship from us acceptably and rightly. And he's told us how to do it. And it's within the context of the gathering of the saints the gathering together of his people. We have apostolic example in the book of Acts. We have apostolic instruction. And what that means is that the apostles did it in the book of Acts, on the Lord's day, on the seventh day, on Sunday. We have apostolic instruction. The apostles instructed us. In the book of Corinthians and Revelation, we find the apostles worshiping on Sunday, gathered together with the corporate body of saints. And we find it all throughout church history continuing to follow this apostolic example. So we look back and we say church is necessary because it's always the way God has met with his people and received worship from his people. Yeah. The only thing I would like to add is you said it's necessary. We're commanded to. And then third, I would say it's for your benefit. Um, let us consider how to stir one another <clears throat> to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Um, that doesn't sound like something that's, you know, something I want to avoid. Dude, worship is amazing. The cor- church is wonderful. Sunday is the best day of the week. I mean, I love going going to church in air quotes there. I love gathering with my family, with my church family, and just worshiping Jesus and loving him together. And we talk about Jesus. We talk about our lives. We talk about the things we're doing. But then also along with that, we talk about Jesus. And we're pointing each other right back to him. And it reorients our focus on to him. Yeah. And not to mention, there's so many instructions for the church on how to serve one another. Um, I was just at a different church and uh, got to hear uh, the pastor preach on First Timothy and how the church is supposed to deal with widows. And you hear about all the, the love and care that goes into taking care of, you know, our own. 
And, you know, I've been on the receiving end of benefit before um, when we lost our son. I, one of the first things that I thought, it was actually before he passed away when we were just like scrambling to get to Sacramento and get to the hospital where he was and because he got flown by a plane, anything, or anyway, um, is one of my first thoughts as we're getting in the car to drive to go see our son is, how does anybody go through something like this without a church? Because, I mean, you you guys were taking care of our house and somebody was, like, helping us pay for gas and then we were getting arrangements that were being made for us when we got down there and we were just so well taken care of and served by, you know, the people who we go to church with. Um, and beyond that, too, I mean, it's cool to go to Oktoberfest and everybody's there for the same reason. Everybody likes the same thing. And so you kind of have fun enjoying the same thing with a group of people. Um, you know, you could go, you know, play softball on Thursday nights and you can have fun with strangers. Maybe you have somebody on your team who you've never met before and you're going to have a good time because you have common interests. It's built in and you're going to learn about each other and whatever else. But there is something that is a whole nother level, a completely different category for when you go into a church and you know that you're worshiping the same God you know that as Christians, you have been forgiven of similar sins, that you've been given the same grace, that you've been imputed the same righteousness of Jesus, that you are co-heirs with Christ, one another. And to have that, that in common, to, to have that weight off of your shoulders, and then you get to stand side by side with this person and worship, there's nothing else like it. Why would you not want to be a part of that? Yeah. Let me, so, so our podcast is talking about the church from the inside. And so what we're assuming in that is that we're communicating in a broad way to people who maybe aren't inside the church, who aren't going to church, who don't have a church, who maybe are the nuns, meaning not nuns, like they got the, the funny hat and stuff, but the nun, N-O-N, like they no religion. Um, let, let me give you an illustration if, if you, the, the, these two different kinds of ideas of church, and I, I think this will flesh out and answer this question, hopefully in a helpful way. First of all, there's the idea of the church is like a gas station where you come in there on Sunday morning, you, you sit in your pew and you get your spiritual fill up right? You, the, you get the pump out and you sing the songs and you get your motivation and the guy gets up and he gives a motivational pep talk for the day and he tells you how you can be a better person. He gives you some kind of therapeutic principles and it's all you centered so that you, ding, ding, leave the service station of spirituality and go out through the rest of the week to make it to the next Sunday. You think like 90% of churches function that way? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, man, I try hard. Like, I don't want people to hear this podcast and think like we're bagging on the church. All right, no, hopefully, no, after no. an episode like this, it's obvious that we love the church. We love the church. So when I bring up something like that, like ninety percent of people, man, I just no. I give this illustration to be helpful. If you totally don't go to a church and you go into church and it's all you centered and you hear a pep talk and it's all about you and how you can do this and you this and you this, what you should know is that church is functioning like that spiritual service, that spiritual gas station. The Bible doesn't teach 
that as the model for the church. The Bible teaches that we live our lives in Romans chapter 12 as acts of worship throughout the week. It's more a better way to think about the church is that we live our lives throughout the week exercising, being holy, being loving, being gracious, focusing on Christ in our vocation and in our family lives, focusing on Christ in our entertainment and in our recreation, so that when we come to church, we're ready for the big game, right? It's like the athlete who's prepared all week for the big game, and they come to play their best. And the audience in church is God, and he is the one who's receiving worship and honor and glory and praise. So if you think about church in that way, what it is is it's us throughout the week living lives of worship. And when we come in on Sunday morning, we're giving God all the glory and honor and praise because our hearts have been prepared throughout the week to worship and glorify him. And it's all God-centered. And yes, we receive benefits from it, just like the athlete receives benefits through working out through the week. But his goal is a corporate objective, a team fulfilling a goal. Whereas our corporate objective is the acceptable worship of Almighty God. And those two ideas of church are just, I don't know if the contrast could be bigger. And I think when you come into a church you can know you know it when one is god centered when one is v- versus one who is man centered there's so much less let down from the latter yeah <laughs> you go in the music's not quite right and it's about like making you feel better and then uh, well you're out of it already or you know the building is weird or you they know. don't have shiplap up on the wall why not you know it's <laughs> Not appealing to my eye. Yeah, it, it, it could be any small thing. And uh, no, I can't really do church here. It's a wasted Sunday or whatever. Versus the latter where, um, you know, you're, it's not about you. And so you can go to a place where the pastor talks funny. And you can go to a place where the music is too loud. And the building has like pink wallpaper and green carpet and whatever else but you're not there for you you're there to worship and are there places where we go where it's really hard to worship and focus and other things like that obviously we wouldn't just go to any old church here in town um so it's not that none of the other things matter but at the same time you're not there for you right right we're not there for us so not only is church necessary. It's really vital to our spiritual life. It's our, it's a means of grace, right? If we didn't have church, there would be no motivation or no means for me to be worshiping God throughout my life during the week. Um, and, and then when I come to him, I don't need my spiritual fill up. What I need is to give him glory and honor and praise so that as I go out through the week, I am reoriented in my thinking off of myself and back onto the Lord. So what, if you're one of these people from the outside looking in, listening to this podcast, if you do think, you know what, I really want a church. Of course we want you to come to Sovereign Joy. We'd love that. But, but we're not the only only good church. You want to go to a church 
that is God-centered. That when you go in, your focus is placed upon God. Your focus is upon Him and His worship and His glory and His praise. You want to be focused on Jesus. You want to leave that building knowing Jesus and loving Him more than you did when you came in. And if that didn't happen and you're focused on yourself and focused on, you know, your things in your life, man, go, go keep moving, keep looking, because there are good God-centered churches out there. Today I was at a meeting, and somebody, when he had his clipboard out, he's like, if you don't have a moving buddy, get one. And I was like, what the heck is that from? Oh, Toy Story. Toy Story, yeah. So if you find yourself on the outside of the church, if you don't have a church, get one. <laughs> Because we believe that you belong.